0: Sophia's Choice, the Golden Girls Podcast. I am Alan and joined by Ski.
1: Joined by Ski, yes.
0: And Brent. (laughs) Adjacent to Brent, yes. (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 10, Love Rose. Uh, We'll start off with the recap by Ski and then do our MVPs. (laughs) Our MVPs as well as our... uh, as well as our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake (laughs) as we determine Sophia's (laughs) choice. Um, uh, The faces you
2: make sometimes, it's great.
0: Yeah, you may be noticing a little uh, (laughs) pre-recap laughter going on here. It's because uh, Brent's pulled a switcheroo on Ski, and he seemed befuddled by why the recap sitting in front of his is not the one that he typed up. (laughs) So...
1: Oh, that's one I typed up, but not today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, yeah, he could be giving us a recap from an episode in season one, midway, whatever one Brent grabbed. But, uh, but no, Brent has decided now to give him back his actual recap for today's and episode. I thank you.
1: So. I was honestly worried for a second that I printed the wrong one. <laughs> I was like, oh so no, scared. what did I do? <laughs> you look so scared. That's when I lost it. Yeah, I guess if that
0: happened, I don't know. I guess we just go ahead and. I don't know what we do. I guess we just have to wait or go from memory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways. Oh, man. So with that. I, have, uh,
2: I haven't laughed that hard since I put the chalk <laughs> in that kid's milk. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was that from? Was that from an episode of this? <laughs> was, um, like the Conan did... O'Brien, his oh, grandma? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Some Protestants going to put chalk in your milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness I went to a Catholic school. I didn't have to worry about those Protestants pulling those pranks on me. me. (laughs) Anyways, well, with that uh, (laughs) bit of a falter all out of the way, I'll go ahead and hand it over to Ski for the recap.
1: All right. uh, As Alan said, the uh, episode title was Love Rose. Uh, The air date was December 13th, 1986. This one was written by Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman and directed by Terry Hughes. I looked ahead, by the way. The only ones not uh, directed by Terry Hughes are episode six and the uh, season finale for this one.
2: Oh, for the whole season?
1: Mm-hmm. It's- so from here on out, Terry Hughes until the very last ones. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder what happened to Terry Hughes. Like, I'm going to go ahead and check out for this last episode of the season.
1: I don't know, but in, Brent's mentioned a few times, mm-hmm. like... He, his, the bulk of his work with the entire series was right near the beginning. Mm-hmm. After that, it's like almost nothing, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he must have moved on to, I don't know, uh, greener pastures as opposed Different to the, project maybe, yeah. the browning pastures that he was getting into <laughs> on season six and seven or would have gotten into.
1: But I also thought it was funny, like uh, episode six, which he didn't direct, mm-hmm. was uh, by another gentleman, uh, and that was the uh, second Big Daddy uh, episode, uh, but he did direct the first Big Daddy episode. Really?
0: So he directed the first Big Daddy episode, which is a really solid episode, and then came back and didn't encourage the writers to include any mention of the other also episode. Also
1: writers than the first Big Daddy and episode. Still, though,
0: you think of the director be like, hey, we should do a couple callbacks yeah. uh, that <laughs> mention this, you know, to tie it together. But, I don't know, maybe at that, by the time he got the script that he was working with, he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's you know. Too difficult to work in that Big Daddy with you know what happened with his music career. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. well, they
1: basically use the same episode again. Anyway, so. right.
0: Well, I guess that's neither here nor there. So
1: yeah, on to the episode. Right. All right. So we uh, we open up. We are shown the taxi pulling up to the uh, house, and then we see Rose in the living room sitting down on the couch while holding a box. Uh, directly after that, we see Sophia enter and tell Rose a, a short story about a mishap. Mm-hmm. Wherein she was, uh, she missed her bus because of a routing error. She's kind of blaming the uh, issue on an unlisted change. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rose, you know, listens to it. Oh, she actually also says that she wants to write a strongly worded letter to uh, Mr. David Horowitz, who was a civil rights author from the time.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he ended up becoming a real hardcore right wing um, writer after that. I mean, mm-hmm. his. I'll just say that I don't agree with any of his more <laughs> recent um, contributions. Endeavors? Yeah. Uh,
1: and then after uh, after the explanation, Rose tells Sophia that it simply sounds like she took the wrong bus. But Sophia then admits that, you know, that may be true, but she's still going to write to Mr. Hor- Horowitz anyway, as she believes that David Hartman's dentist should be arrested.
0: Yeah, I didn't know who David Hartman was offhand. Did I you look g- it up? Yeah, I guess he was the host of uh, Good Morning America for about 20 years or so, 20 huh. 20- Thirty about twenty years, yeah. um, but he did have some jacked up looking teeth. It yeah, seemed he had a weird. messed up grill. I yeah, saw that. It seemed odd that he would become a TV personality with. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he looked like a beast of some sort <laughs> <laughs> with, like the, with like the way that his teeth were kind of. I don't know if jag is the right word, but of mm-hmm. indeterminate lengths um, or inconsistent lengths, I should say. Well, the older he
1: got, the worse they got too. Oh, I know. Really? I saw some pictures of when he was younger; it didn't look as bad. Mm-hmm. As they were much wider too. Mm-hmm. In later life, they got much yellower. Yeah, and oh. looked like at least as crooked, but maybe the <laughs> yeah. maybe the yellowing made it look worse. Yeah. Do you know what I learned the other day? What's that? There's actually like a narwhal. That's a real thing.
2: Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I knew that, but I don't think I. I mean. I think they're pretty rare, at least because yeah. I think they're way up, you know, like around yeah. the Arctic area. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's ever been one in a zoo or anything like that. It'd be really yeah. interesting to find out.
2: Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was yeah, a Yeah, I thing. didn't
0: until maybe a couple of years ago. I feel yeah. like there was an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba when my kids <laughs> were into that and they yeah. talked about a narwhal. So yeah. Gwen wanted me to look it up and. That's mm-hmm. when I was like,
3: "Oh,
2: son yeah. of a bitch, that's an actual thing." <laughs> exactly, um, but like uh, the the horn on the narwhal, mm-hmm. it's an ingrown tooth. Yep. Yeah, it,
0: it seems like a very poorly evolved species. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it really does, but.
2: It, um I've said before, maybe even on here, you know, it just amazes me that we live in a world without unicorns. And then, like, when I found out the other day that the narwhal was a real thing, I was like, oh, maybe we're a little bit closer than I thought. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Maybe we just haven't found the unicorns
0: skeleton that we've been looking for exactly <laughs> so, it just
2: seems we've got horses we've got horned animals right i think somebody would have made them do it <laughs> so they think so, like that horse
0: that rhino they need to get it on exactly <laughs> <laughs>
2: now i know it, the horse and the narwhal <laughs>
3: yeah
0: <laughs> i don't know i think that's a little bit uh, much to expect a land creature and a sea beast to go at it but <laughs> <laughs> but i think that you know the getting the rhino and the horse together seems more reasonable yeah. it would be a female rhino though cuz i would think a male like a male rhino would crush the, <laughs> <laughs> the female horse yeah. and the horse would be able to stand over the top of the female rhino i don't know how old they are Arts work, but it seems like they're similarly built type mm-hmm. animals. Yeah. So probably you know, <laughs> yeah. a, a similar mating system.
1: <laughs> this episode is taking an odd turn. Well, it's about love. So love I don't know why you had to be so
0: judgy about love. Yeah. We're just talking about love being for everybody.
2: Okay, so I was watching um, a Looney Tunes cartoon earlier, okay? Mm. And it wasn't like it wasn't like Sylvester the cat, and it wasn't like Pepe Le Pew. Okay, okay. It was like a different amorous cat, like oh, okay. I'd never seen before. I think I know the one you're referring to, but yeah, I okay. don't know his name. But yeah, I... yeah, um, yeah. Like he did impressions and stuff like that. Okay, um, but there was like a dog, okay, who was like trying to get the cat, and they're just going at it or whatever. Okay, and so the dog gets a um, a puppet. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he's on one side of the fence with like this cat puppet, like us, you know, quote sexy unquote cat. Okay, smooching on the tomcat. Okay, and they're kissing. Okay, and the cat um, is you know fondling the the puppet. Okay, and then he pulls his hands down and he gets the dog's nose. Okay, and at first he thinks it's the uh, cat's hiney. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he's caressing it. Okay, and then he sticks his finger. in the oh, dog's no. nostril, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, that's a new part."
1: <laughs> and what was he? Uh, what was he reaching for anyway? No child Child's cartoon. Don't
2: get the joke at all. <laughs> but it was
0: just so disturbing. Well, when, was this an old time Looney Tunes cartoon or something? Because I know they've started yeah, yeah. making no, newer ones. It was ones. an older one from fifties or something. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd have to think. It makes you wonder, did like the person who came up with that, were they like, uh-huh. aha, I'm going to slip this yeah. you know, very raunchy sexual yeah. joke in here just yeah. under the auspice"? I mean, he's just feeling yeah. around and doesn't know what he's, uh-huh. you know. But yeah, the idea that he's like, oh, one in the pink, two in the stink, I see. You know? I give this cat the shocker.
2: Man. I was behind it. I was leaving work the other day, and... Uh, the truck in front of me had a uh, bumper sticker on it that said I love anal and so I I took a picture of it and sent it to a former coworker, and I said, "So and so got a new truck," <laughs> referring to somebody that we, uh, you know, sort of made fun of behind their back. Uh, and then, you know, this former employee thought I was serious, and everything He's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and then I just had this moral dilemma: is like, do I come clean? Like, right. he's never going to know if yeah. you know, this person got a new truck or not. But I finally confessed.
3: <laughs>
2: I hope that that truck with that bumper sticker also had a prominent pair of truck nuts on it. Well, this—it's <laughs> <laughs> funny you mention that because, um, like, two weeks back, um, I, there was a truck and, like, in the trailer hitch or whatever, but there was a Trump flag sticking up. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, I guess that's the 2020, you know, truck nuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'd say that's a fair comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so where are we at on that recap?
1: (laughs) Talk about uh, Mr. uh, What's his name? Oh, David Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. And his jacked up teeth. Right. Uh, No offense, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sophia then exits and uh, Dorothy comes in and uh, asks Rose if she can borrow her uh, bracelet. And Rose explains that, you know, that evening she'll be organizing her recipes and uh, she may borrow the bracelet.
0: Well, I don't think she initially says she can borrow the bracelet. She just tells her she'll be order or you know, putting her, um, organizing her uh, recipes, as he said. And then that was on my one of the lines I liked really well. I don't know if it was in my favorites, but it was up there, I guess. Uh, but are you going to dress for the occasion, or can I borrow the bracelet? Yeah, um, Dorothy does. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that episode was from 1942. <laughs> 19,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, in 1942 they... You could just put it in whatever hole you wanted without even
2: asking. (laughs) Exactly. It was called the Hep Cat. Ah. What was it called? Hepatitis. The Hep Cat. Mm.
1: (laughs) So anyway, um, (laughs) Rose, yeah, she explains that she's organized her recipes, and then she lets uh, her borrow the bracelet. Then Blanche comes in also and simply kind of tells Rose that she'll be borrowing her pearl earrings. Mm -hmm. Uh, She continues uh, telling the girls about... uh, uh, that the only uh, girl that she knows that went longer without male companionship, further than Rose, was a girl by the name of Heather Swain, apparently who had a social disease.
0: Yeah, when she said that she had been had to go to a sanitarium, yeah. I don't know for whatever reason I thought that was a That's mental hospital.
1: That I think it is. No, it was- I
0: looked it up. It's just for someone with like a long term type of illness. Okay, um, I, I don't know if it's something that even still. Exists, at least not under that name anymore, but people Probably who are like... hospice care now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I assumed it was like, oh, they sent her to the crazy house because she had mm-hmm. a sexually <laughs> transmitted disease. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, first they said, like, the uh, pastor said it was the croup, right? Right,
0: yeah. Well, because that's when I heard that, and I said it was the croup, and then I was like, well, why don't they send someone to a mental hospital for that? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, I guess I was wrong in my assumption, so... Yeah.
1: Uh, and worried that she uh, may have hurt Rose's feelings on that comment. She uh, makes sure that Rose knows she was only you know poking fun at her. Uh, then both Rose or bl- both Blanche and Dorothy console her over the fact that you know, apparently she hasn't been out with anyone for a little while, telling her that she'll quote, date again.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I was a little bit, you know personally confused as to why this was such a huge deal to them because in just the uh, you know episodes we've covered, she's gone out several times. Yeah. with several different people, mm-hmm. and I don't assume that years have passed. <laughs> yeah,
0: I would agree. I mean, it seems like, again, this is they disregard the fact that – I mean, Rose has had sex with at least two different people, um, or three, because she killed yeah. two of them – or no, she killed the one, yeah. but then she didn't kill mm-hmm. fake uh, – art or what is it? Miles. Uh, yeah, fake Miles, um, and she didn't kill the other one mm-hmm. after the one she killed. Right. So, Yeah, so yeah. she's been with three men. Yeah.
2: I mean, it seems like it's one of those things that, I mean, she went, what, five, six years or whatever right? Uh, with nothing, but now that she's gotten back on the horse, Blanche expects her to keep on riding.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe Blanche was just referring to that time before. <laughs> that, <laughs> maybe. That, that maybe. That was the long, yeah, the, that's... the long break. But,
1: uh, but then Blanche asks her if she's ever considered, quote, advertising, mm. which Rose has a great response saying, oh, I could never dress like you, and then states that she has to wear undies because not all of her... I think slips or wool line, skirts, wool, which <laughs> are is line. what you want in the Miami heat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, apparently she wears enough of them that yeah. uh, it's a concern. So uh,
1: Dorothy realized that Blanche is in fact suggesting that she post a personal ad in the in the paper. Rose, of mm-hmm. course, you know, says that she wouldn't want to do such a thing, but uh, mm-hmm. they keep kind of feeding this idea, even mentioning that the uh, local community center runs a post uh, for free. Blanche adds that some details about the process. Which she then uh, claims she had simply heard in passing, like in rumor. (laughs) Right. I think uh, I think Dorothy says, "How do you know all that?" Mm -hmm. Because she says, "Oh yeah, and they'll post your picture, and you need Mm -hmm. you can use a hundred words in your profile." (laughs) So it's all pre uh, pre Facebook, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Which hundred words would you use for Rose? Like if you were writing hers? Um,
0: I don't know. uh, I've. Killed two men, but not one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but one survived. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How would you, if I was going to do it in a hundred words? I would have to really sit and think that out. Yeah, um,
2: like I really wish that we would have seen the scene between Dorothy and Blanche, because I'm sure Dorothy had a more conservative approach, yeah. you know, for selling Rose, while Blanche would be like, "Oh no, we're going to mention the man killer, right?" Or, you know.
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, sexual prowess to die for, something like that,
1: exactly. like in some <laughs> sort of a...
2: Midwest farmer's daughter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go, yeah, that's the way to go.
2: <laughs>
1: she probably that, Honestly, that could be a good, interesting mm-hmm. put to point to put in there because the, yeah. uh, the person that supposedly answered <laughs> was <laughs> right up <laughs> that alley anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: so Rose says that you know she'll consider it, but uh, still can't really imagine going out with someone that she met on the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche insists that you know desperate times call for desperate measures. Rose is uh, somewhat offended and insists that you know other people don't have active social lives right now too. Mm-hmm. Just then, Sophia joins them and then tells Rose that she needs to also borrow something, mm-hmm. a silk scarf, uh, cementing the fact that Rose is now the only one out of them not going out. Mm-hmm. I think uh, did not Sophia have a pretty good line too because uh, she says, "Are you going out too?" And she says she's going to do the dance of the seven veils It is one short.
2: Right, yeah. yeah seven scarves. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: we change scene. Uh, Rose is entering the kitchen holding a stack of papers asking Blanche and Dorothy uh, if this is the only ma- mail that's arrived today. Blanche responds that yes, it is. And then adds that the uh, People magazine is uh, late again and she'll have to talk to the mailman about it. Uh, Dorothy suggests that you know, her discussion will be slightly more stern than last time in which she offered the man coffee and a bath.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought, well, it, the follow-up to that was funny, but I also thought, you know, my mom's a, a postal carrier, um, and I thought the idea of talking to your mail, mailman or, you know, letter mm-hmm. carrier or whatever because your People magazine was late. As like, if it's his or her fault. Right, like, you just don't know how the mail works, do you? you yeah. think that this guy's just keeping it somewhere? Yeah. Like, well, I haven't finished reading it yet, so that's why I haven't put it in your <coughs> box. <Yeah. laughs> but, <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, well, she said something during that. That. Oh, yeah. The, do you the, have that line down? The, the
1: second one, yeah. So Blanche, and if there's more, you can, you can correct me, but Blanche explains that the uh, man was recovering from a hernia operation and was having, quote, trouble carrying his sack
0: <laughs> yeah that was uh, I don't know I, I, I like that line that was one of my favorites of the episode maybe my favorite but it was a little bit more raunchy I mean at least the indication of yeah. it was well, a little more raunchy than what we're typically used to seeing from the Golden definitely gold
1: and Dorothy has I thought a great response which was she says nothing but gives this priceless look mm-hmm. kind of just looking out into space like did I just hear that <laughs> right <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's nothing a a woman loves more than a man with a giant sack of balls. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh,
1: Rose tells the girls that in the last two weeks she has had no response to her personal ad. Uh, Sophia then enters and tells the girls that you know she's ditched a 90 year old Englishman uh, named Willie who has uh, apparently got the hots for her and has been following her relentlessly. Dorothy asks, you know, why her mother is avoiding him if if he's interested, and she explains that you know there's no spark. Uh, Dorothy responds that he's 90 you're 80 sparks are dangerous right and I think that was my favorite line of the the episode
0: yeah it was a good one for sure
1: Uh, Blanche agrees though that she wouldn't date anyone either if there was no sparks Uh, Sophia offers uh, for Rose to go out with uh, Mr. Willie but uh, Rose declines (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rose tells him that she is kind of feeling depressed and hasn't felt this down since she was turned down by Uncle Sam to uh, as a whack which is WAC, Women's Army Corps. Yep. For those who don't know, uh, oblivious to the comment, though, mm-hmm. Blanche tells her that she shouldn't be pursuing a relationship with her uncle anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, that's Dorothy... my favorite line of the episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dorothy then gives another like blank stare. As to, yeah. what did I just hear?
0: Yeah, Blanche, for whatever reason, is like the rose of this episode because <laughs> yeah. you know she has that line, and then there's another one where you know she completely. doesn't understand a very common um, Mm -hmm. phrase I I think we'll get to it eventually but I remember there was at least twice in here where someone says like obviously everyone knows who Uncle Sam is Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, but there's I know there's another time in this one where she doesn't
1: understand
0: uh, a reference
1: (laughs) well the great follow up is that Blanche adds that well if it was a cousin you might have had a future right (laughs) yeah uh, Rose tells, uh, tells him that, you know, she had failed the ink block test to get into uh, the WAC. And then Dorothy's kind of like, well, how do you fail that? And she, uh, she says that, you know, she didn't realize she wasn't supposed to cut out the shapes. Right. Then she tells him that uh, she never felt so rejected until, you know, again, since, until now. <laughs> so uh, she gets up and leaves the kitchen. Dorothy kind of uh, throws her hands up saying that, you know, the personal idea was a big mistake. Blanche decides that you know she should shut Rose up with one of her uh, her discards named Henry Barnes. I like that she called men a discard. Yeah. <laughs> she then starts to describe the uh, things about him going on in his life right now, realizing in her head you know that you know he seems like a pretty good deal right now. So uh, then she gets up and uh, says that she's going to give him a call and set up a date for herself. Dorothy asks, well, what about Rose? And she suggests that you know she. Uh, contact a guy named Bud Needham, who has now just taken Henry's spot on her discard pile.
0: Right, so do you think that Blanche has a very specific number of men in her stable that she's, you know, Mm -hmm. willing to go to? And, like, do you think she has, what, 52? Um, (laughs) Or 51, and then there's one in the discard pile? Exactly. Yeah, I thought, uh, do you think, because she describes that first one as a reasonably good-looking, drives a new Buick Riviera and uh, open a third dry cleaning store in Boca Raton. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that Buick paid to have that uh, you know Possibly. mention in there? So, Maybe. I don't know. It's a uh, if that's all it takes um, to be you know <laughs> a catch. <laughs> then I feel like I don't know. I, I don't see myself opening three stores, but yeah.
1: um, well, but to open anything it, in Boca Raton is kind of a deal though, because that's a very ritzy part of Florida. Uh, that's yeah.
2: true. Yeah, but if you know Buick wants to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> <Right. you wouldn't laughs> yeah. Say no.
0: yeah, well, I mean, there's upwards of forty people they could be reaching. Um, mm, yes. So, you know, I think uh, if, if they're mm-hmm. smart, if they want to put their money, mm-hmm. have you guys
1: seen the new Enclave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
0: know, Prince fans buy Buicks too. Right, that's <laughs> true. Saying. Well, I think there's been a spike in Prince album sales recently, uh, I'd like thanks to, to think this so. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> think, yeah, obviously, Prince is my idol. They already had all of them, but the Correct. rest of the fans out <laughs> there now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel reasonably confident, actually, in going so far as to say it's not upwards of 40, it's it's at 40, possibly a little above 40. Really? Yeah, yeah. people regularly listening now. Yeah, so
2: nice. well, Thank you, top 40 listeners.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I definitely concur with that. Uh, so we have a scene change now. Izzy, <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> just move on with yeah. life. I'm, I'm bad. I don't, you guys can shut me up if you want. No, 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 no you're fine. doing great. My, my transitions are rough.
2: No, it's fine. We're just thanking our listeners. Mm -hmm.
1: Plowing forward. uh, Out on the lanai now, uh, Blanche and Dorothy are playing cards and uh, discussing changing hairdressers. Blanche wants to try someone new, but uh, does not want to betray a relationship with her current stylist, Jackie. Blanche suggests that Dorothy uh, take her appointment, and then then she can try the new dresser. Uh, Dorothy reminds Blanche that she just said that Jackie makes her hair look like a chicken, but Blanche responds, I know. But with your nose, you can pull it off. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good one, too.
0: Yeah, One little thing I did miss um, that I meant to mention about in that last scene. Sorry. but uh, So do you think that they actually print their address in the paper with their personal ad? Or do people then send their response mm-hmm. to the paper and then the paper forwards Correct. it on? to? Yep.
1: Okay. I would hope so. I yep. would hope yeah. that would be the case.
0: So, I don't know. Obviously, like, that's such a different um,
1: I think putting your was... picture in there is still a little bit risky.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, to some extent. But... Mm-hmm. but I don't know I mean it, it, that'd be pretty tough to just go off of a 100 word or less um, yeah, <laughs> description yeah, of someone to decide true. if you were going to date them Yeah, but and, or at least you know give them a try so anyway sorry go go on back to Blanche and Dorothy and the hairstylist <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> well anyway yeah that part of it's pretty much over there she says you got a big nose basically you, can, you look like a chicken anyway I guess mm-hmm. is what she's saying uh, then Rose enters holding a letter and explains that she got a very sweet response to her personal ad yes uh they have many things in common or she she and this fella and though she still doesn't think she would want to meet someone off the paper or from meeting on the paper uh, she does plan to write him back (laughs) blanche admits uh that she oh then rose kind of exits but uh blanche admits to dorothy that she actually wrote the letter and dorothy is understandably upset by this and worried about the implications of rose finding out Uh, go ahead i was gonna say yeah um, You
2: know, I remember that and everything, but for some reason, I guess my question earlier was wrong as far as like, there was no consultation between the two of them as far as the initial letter goes. Like it was all Blanche who was like, oh "Oh, yeah, for the ad. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
2: I don't know. I felt like it just seems like if Blanche was going to write the ad, it would have been really risque. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that either one of them though could have found some guy who would have responded even if he was like yeah I'm not really interested in dating but I'll respond so that she feels okay
2: instead yeah. of having to go through this trouble of making that up themselves yeah yeah um, and I guess that was where my confusion came from because I was just thinking like if Blanche writes an ad it's going to be you know SWF DTF ASAP and that's a that's an ad that would get some responses <laughs>
0: yeah well and that gives you so many extra words if you use the abbreviations. Exactly. <laughs> that's right
1: yeah you're so. saving all those characters exactly. unfortunately in
0: 1986 no one would know what any of it meant, but <laughs> <laughs> DTF, don't well, touch S- Frankenstein. <laughs> right. Single white
1: female was pretty common, wasn't it? In, uh, in eighty
0: six, I don't, I can't say that I know what the acronyms. Wasn't there, were.
1: there even like a movie called Single White Female? Yeah,
0: a few years later, yeah, so
1: yeah, perhaps
0: SWF. Maybe I don't know if the
1: abbreviation was common though. I still
0: don't think that people use those shortenings before text messaging. I feel like yeah. that was really the advent of people, yeah, you know, shortening things down to abbreviations.
1: Possibly, so.
0: SFW. <laughs> <laughs> SWV so
2: is FFW safe for work what? <laughs> you say SWV right so F and what oh okay and then SWV is sisters with voices oh okay <laughs> they were like the, the poor man's end vogue
1: oh okay yeah. that's a good explanation yeah yeah, yeah.
0: That may be a good explanation to anybody but those ladies. Well,
1: no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's probably true. Yeah.
2: Well, I think, to be fair, I think SWV had the longer career oh, than okay. En Vogue. Like, I think En Vogue was first and bigger, but as far as longevity goes, SWV, they won the marathon.
0: Very nice. So then do you think it's still fair to call them the poor mans, or would they be... The, the tortoise
1: mans. Well,
0: I, I was thinking, like, the um, conservative mans, or the, you know... <laughs> So, you know, someone who who likes an investment to last for a long time. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Now I've got never going to get stuck out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Dorothy points out that Rose may expect more letters or eventually even want to meet this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blanche tells her that you know she would simply you know end it with a final goodbye letter before uh, Isaac Newton <laughs> 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 moved to Saskatchewan. Uh, she continues saying that you know she tells Dorothy that was the first name she thought of, and Dorothy's mm-hmm. like. That was the first name, which is, well, the first name was actually Ted Cobble, but he looks like Howdy Doody's illegitimate son.
0: Yeah, it seems like that was, I don't know if there was a third one that we're going to come up on, but that was definitely another one where it's like, (laughs) where Blanche is looking like the Rose of this episode, you know, as (laughs) far as... Like you would, even if you were just like Isaac Koppel. Um, <laughs> Ted Newton. Right, yeah. It just feels like you could and you're writing this, so it's yeah. not like you're like, oh, I need to hurry up and come up with a name. Yeah, it's yeah. not like
1: she was like talking to her on the phone and yeah, exactly. had to quickly come up with something.
0: Yeah, but anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Uh,
1: closing out the scene, uh, Dorothy is now kind of just looking off in the distance with a worried look on her face, and then Blanche slades her cards down and says, Jen, <laughs> Uh, so we change scene now. Uh, Dorothy and Blanche are sitting at the kitchen table, uh, looking over their latest letter to Rose, <laughs> as Isaac Newton, right, uh, discussing the best way to end the message. Uh, Blanche suggests that uh, they put in a poem, as they haven't used that in the last several. <laughs> Giving the uh, the backstory that they've been going on for a while with us now. Right. Uh, Dorothy reminds her that they don't even write the mess write the poems; they just steal them from Lord Byron. <laughs> Dorothy tells Blanche that uh, they have to end this and that it's really already gone too far and it's time uh, for Mr. Newton to move to Canada. I think they always say Saskatchewan, though. Right, yeah. Um, Blanche points out that their character is a citrus farmer and would have a very difficult time so far north. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if there
0: was a writer in the room that's like, you know what a funny city name is? Saskatchewan or mm-hmm. province? Whichever. Yeah, they really bought into that. They, yeah. they could
1: have moved him anywhere. Yeah,
0: we uh, could have been Ontario. You know, some places a little more. Um, yeah, that was just a
1: good running bit they had through. Yeah. The oh, rather likes the uh, she. She rather likes the character mm-hmm. Blanche does, and uh, would be sorry to see him go as well. Right. So she's feeling a little bit uh, almost greedy of it. <laughs> Dorothy, uh, again, points out that it's becoming too complicated and Rose is getting more and more connected to the, uh, a man that doesn't even exist. Sophia enters and tells the girls that she has a problem. Uh, I think Dorothy has a good line saying the ma- uh, Metamucil's in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah, that
3: was definitely
1: good. <laughs> and she tells them that uh, Willie is still pursuing a relationship with her. Uh, there was a funny line after this, I can't recall, but it was something along the lines of, she says, at 90, there can never be anything between us. And he says, I think... Well, not all the time, but every six or seven weeks, <laughs> which is also kind of a, a filthy joke if you think uh, about yeah. it. Uh, then Rose enters and tells the girls that she's happy they're all still awake and that after reading and rereading all the letters from uh, Mr. Isaac, uh, that she has decided that she wants to meet him. Right. Of course, this worries them <laughs> as, you know, he's not real. And uh, now they have the task of kind of talking her out of meeting him uh, because, you know, even though they've spent all this time trying to make him sound wonderful. Rose tells him that uh, despite what she said before, you know, she never had thought before, uh, previously that she'd find someone quite so unique. Uh, she leaves the room and Blanche pulls out the letter which she had uh, kind of stashed uh, from hiding and uh, asks Dorothy and Sophia, how do you spell Saskatchewan? Right. <laughs> uh, we have another scene change. Uh, Dorothy and Sophia are now in the living room wearing uh, fancy dresses and outfits. Dor- Dorothy's even wearing a,
2: a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah like, like a, a bow tie. Bow tie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, with it's like a green
1: gold. glittery jacket and stuff. Yeah, it was
2: definitely the most Dorothy outfit she's worn <laughs> <laughs> At least sort far of as the fancy outfits exactly, go. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Her tie's better than Isaac's when he shows up. <laughs> That's true.
1: It's very, very true. Blanston also uh, enters wearing a sparkly red dress. Uh, they're discussing, you know, kind of just transportation plans to get to a s re- reception they'll be attending this mm-hmm. evening.
0: Yeah, I thought it's where they never at all, you know, I mean, maybe they just figured it didn't matter to the story, but we never find out what this reception is for, do we? I, yeah, I think I it was just best
2: friends and good friends, a good health Christmas party. <laughs> right, <laughs> probably
0: so. Well, you know, they got to have it a little further out than Christmas because yeah, yeah. people got family stuff going exactly. on. Exactly. You know. I think the 13th of yeah. December is a good time. Yeah, to- it's pretty reasonable. It's about the time I think my company does their Christmas party. So, you know, a week and a half or two. Fancy place of employment. <laughs> Well, they actually do one like downtown Indianapolis, which is funny because, you know, my job's in Columbus, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they rent out a ballroom at a hotel. I've been there for eight years. I haven't uh, darkened the doorway of that Christmas party (laughs) yet and probably will not um, this year for sure. (laughs) I like a good office Christmas party. You know, I I like the people on my team, Mm -hmm. but I think it's one of those things because, you know, other places I've worked, I've had a social life with Mm -hmm. um, my team members outside yeah. of the place mm-hmm. and you know with Columbus being 45 minutes from where I live at um, mm-hmm. I just have never had any relationship outside of the workplace with anyone yeah. so it just kind of makes me feel
1: awkward probably
0: yeah, yeah just like
1: what are you gonna talk about yeah then? like
0: none of them have met Sherry other than when I was in the hospital you know so guys
1: time. how about work well, well, yeah, the, topics
0: I, I mean I the, can hold a conversation with them but it's like It's weird because they all have a much larger network of friends at the company. Mm. And so it's like my attention would be to these, like, seven, eight people that I'm Mm -hmm. relatively close with. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other people, but not so well that I would want to bother to talk to them in a different social setting. Um, So then it's like, okay, well, do I wait for that person to have, (laughs) you know, time to Mm -hmm. pay attention to me for a little while? It just doesn't... It just doesn't seem like. It just feels awkward, and I'm not like a dance like and cry for help. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, I mean,
2: you know, I've got I've got friends, um, and I've got. I'm co-workers. actually able to listen to one of these episodes to see if they're actually being posted. Right. <laughs> this could just be a ruse,
0: just to just to get you here, yeah. They hang out.
1: <laughs> this laptop is made of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
2: I don't know what's worse than the fact that you lied to me about a podcast or that you lied to me about a new me.
0: <laughs> well, you just kept asking, and I had to come up with something. I was like, who's someone who's very unverifiable? Let's go with someone from another country. She's in
2: Sweden. Yeah, it's like, well, I knew I could tell about yeah.
0: Sherry's comments because, yeah. you know, she would back up my lie because yeah. she, you know, is a has you know, uh, experience in the mental health field. Yes. <laughs> and so she would know that I need this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I know. It's your, she, it's your weekly therapy. Uh, right. Exactly. exactly.
1: Um, I'm just impressed by the uh, the lengths to the ruse. I mean. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I even tell you guys give you updates on how many downloads
2: we have and whatnot. And, <laughs> Well, what's it great is you're like I know I'll create a listener called Prince is my idol. <laughs> <laughs> That's right in his sweet spot. Yeah. All
0: of a sudden, like next week, you see like you know I love fish and exactly <laughs> anything you talk about on the podcast. Exactly. Oh, he exactly. likes that
2: too. Make another note. I mention I'm going to IKEA and you're like, all right, there's one. <laughs> <You're> right, <laughs> that
0: man loves his furniture. Exactly,
2: <laughs> so, he loves the Swedes. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: a match made in heaven, so. but. Yeah, anyways, but no, this is uh, a very real podcast okay. that 40-ish people enjoy listening <laughs> to on a weekly basis. <laughs> <For> take 39. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone has to edit it, right? Mm.
3: So.
2: Very true. Yeah,
0: anyways, go ahead, Ski, sorry.
1: Nope. So they're uh, discussing how to get to this reception that we don't know anything about. Right. Uh, Rose Inner is wearing her nightgown still. And ask plans if she can have uh, her earrings back. I'm assuming the ones we talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning of the, the episode. Uh, they assume that she's going out with her cousin Arnold.
2: We never heard of him previously, right? No, no, <laughs> I don't remember I, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and it seems odd to me that she'd have family living in Miami. Exactly. Yeah, like this. <laughs> so, cousin, especially
1: someone that's not more of a part of the show. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> did, did Arnold? Did she follow Arnold to Miami? Is that part of how she made mm-hmm. this odd leap from yeah. you know? St. Olaf to Miami, but...
1: I don't
2: know why
0: she ended up there. Yeah, I don't know if she, I mean, at least up to this point, I don't remember ever talking about it. Um, yeah. Maybe
1: he lives in Georgia or Alabama, and he's just like, well, yeah,
0: just drive it's it down. a
1: reception. You know, yeah. it's Rose. Well, <laughs> it's Miami. not
0: your wife. I mean, your wife could drive three <laughs> states away to go to someone's reception for a cousin. But, <laughs> right. but
2: Miami's probably six hours from those oh, yeah. two it's states that you Oh, It's
0: nowhere close. Yeah. yeah.
1: It is a hall.
0: It is a long way to it go for at a dessert the table.
1: <laughs> bottom of Florida, yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe he lives in Boca Raton. Not quite so far. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah tip of America's wing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: She reveals, though, that it is not, in fact, uh, Arnold. And that uh, she looked up Isaac and uh, called him in the phone book. And surprisingly, there was only one entry Mm -hmm. with that name. So she called him up and invited him to the party, not taking no for an answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, She then tells him that uh, he'll be arriving to the house anytime, you know, pretty Mm -hmm. soon. Uh, Dorothy Dorothy and Blanche understand that this is, in fact... A complete stranger And uh, then are, have a very nervous look on their face mm-hmm.
0: Well I love during this part uh, Rose is describing You know why Kind of what gave her the impetus to go ahead and call Isaac mm-hmm. And you know talks about that He's uh, going to be in his last letter A smudge pot supervisor Of the first domed orange grove in Canada <laughs> Yes Which yeah. I love that it, Number one I was like, I had never heard of the term smudge pot. Um, I, I didn't look yeah. it up. What was, is it? It's an yeah. oil burning device used to prevent frost on fruit trees. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I guess it would make sense. And I do like
2: the fact that... Well, it would make sense why Saskatchewan would eat it, but not why Miami would.
0: Well, but I mean, I, yeah, like, why would he have experience in supervising a <laughs> smudge pot to begin with? Exactly. Um, seems maybe, like you need...
1: Maybe he had previous experience as a smudge pot yeah. <laughs> specialist.
0: Yeah, but... Um, I, I did appreciate the fact that Blanche would have
2: used such detail in order to sell <laughs> the yeah, lie. Exactly, um, like she dated a smudge pot salesman or right. something. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I did. Um, I learned something the other day. Um, so at the time that we're recording this, they've got a lot of wild fly, wildfires going on in California, mm-hmm. um, and the redwoods, you know, are burning as most of America very is. very sad. Um, but I guess they're going to be okay. Um, That's good. Just because it's, you know, through no fault of our own. But, you know, I mean, they're 1,500 years old. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, just the indigenous people or whatever, um, to, you know, accommodate stuff like this because they knew it was going to happen, um, they would do controlled burns on them where they would sort of like catch them on fire and then let it burn for X amount of time yeah, and then it put of... them out. And then it just puts a hard shell yeah, that Yeah, it conditions that, the base, right? Exactly. And so then if they catch on fire on their own, it's going to stop the burn at a certain point. So Interesting. What so. they
1: need to do is sweep the floor of the forest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we could just deploy brooms out there to the forest floor. We'd be in good shape. Do you but, remember
1: that comment? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. That similar comment was made recently about cleaning up the forest. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we, we changed scenes, but we're, it was probably a commercial break, break Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, they're still in the living room, and the girls asked Rose, yeah. exactly what did it's Isaac say on it. the phone when you called him up? Yeah. Uh, she admits that she was uh, pretty excited and nervous at the same time, mm-hmm. and that she did not really let him talk much, uh, but insisted that he come before you know, leaving on his trip to Canada. Uh, she leaves then the room to finish getting ready. Blanche and Dorothy hurriedly discuss the uh, concerning situation. That Rose will be going, of course, out with a complete stranger. Mm -hmm. Uh, The doorbell rings, and uh, it's Willie, actually, the older gentleman, looking for Sophia, Mm -hmm. uh, wanting to accompany her to the reception. Uh, Sophia tells him with a gesture Mm -hmm. (laughs) that uh, she is not interested. Mm -hmm. But then uh, Dorothy kind of almost scolds her mom, and and Sophia almost, uh, somewhat reluctantly agrees to go out with him. Mm -hmm. But she does tell him that if anyone else shows interest, he better get lost. Uh, the doorbell then rings again, and it is Isaac this time. Yes. Uh, he comes in and introduces himself, uh, mistaking both Dorothy and Blanche as Rose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorothy makes a comment that uh, he must uh, take a lot of kidding about his name, mm-hmm. at which he gives his blank expression, not uh, being perplexed by the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells him that Rose will be ready soon, and that uh, he may as well get comfortable. Mm-hmm. But he uh, very awkwardly says, "You know, I never get comfortable." Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can tell he has a very uptight uh, demeanor.
0: Yeah, this uh, episode. So, the Golden Girls, just in a general sense, you know, the one fault that we have always pointed out is their mm-hmm. lack of continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, that they s- seem to switch stories and the times and whatnot never quite work out. Um, never have I seen it happen in one episode where I felt like there was conflicting information. Number one, The guy says that the guys in the boarding house uh, gave him a hard time. So how would he have a listed phone number if he lives in a boarding (laughs) house? And then later in it, he says something about his mother only allowed him a phone a month ago or something like that. A year ago. So does she control the boarding house? I Um, wondered about
1: that, too. I was like, those don't seem to add up.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah. Isaac has uh, some inconsistencies. Unless the word
1: mother is like house mother
0: or something. I think you could argue that Isaac is a serial killer and that... um, (laughs) You know, all of these things that he's spouting off about are are false to begin with. But
1: maybe we'll okay. see. Well, I guess we won't. And see. And he
0: won't even tell Rose about a smudge pot. Smudge pot works. We know that <laughs> later too.
1: So uh, she tells him that uh, Rose will be ready soon. He oh yeah, sorry, I said that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of prod him for feedback on what he thought when Rose called out or called him right out of the blue. He admits that he was surprised, uh, but uh, doesn't get the opportunity to date mm-hmm. much. Uh, Rose comes out then, and he compliments how pretty she looks. Mm -hmm. Isaac and Rose are kind of just talking for a a bit uh, back and forth in front of the couch. Meanwhile, Dorothy and uh, Blanche are off on the side, kind of asking Rose if she'll come outside briefly to the lanai, and uh, they want to talk to her. Mm -hmm. But then Blanche kind of uh, interjects in turn and suggests, that why don't they go ahead and head out, Mm -hmm. and the the rest of them will catch up. Uh, She whispers to Dorothy that uh, they seem to be hitting it off, and uh, rose then offers isaac a refreshment at which point isaac tells her that you know cheese would be nice mm-hmm. and that it calms him down yeah. and then dorothy is very or blanche is very excited because you know right. it's a sign that they're meant to be or something yeah. uh, so. we now change to the last real, scene real quick
2: before we go to the next scene yes. um, i just i've never been angrier with you than i am right now uh-oh, what did I do? This is Paul Dooley <laughs> who <laughs> shows up, and you give him no recognition. But uh, in <laughs>
0: fairness, most of the time when Ski does the recap, he doesn't specifically call out the guest star. Um, I do not. That's true. Usually but I recap the guest star. Paul Dooley. Listen, I like Paul Dooley. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and um, you yeah, know he he is a fine guest actor on this, uh, <laughs> on this show. He, he deserves plenty of credit. But he's not Burt Reynolds. Um, It's not. Oh,
2: (laughs) Burt Reynolds is the poor man's Paul Dooley.
0: Was Burt Reynolds in Strange Brew? No, he was not. As far as I know.
2: (laughs) Was he in Popeye?
0: I don't think that is uh, that much of a badge of honor. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Is Popeye right
2: up there with like your your. List of favorite movies? Yeah, I, I think Popeye is just an unimpeachable classic.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, We're talking about the Robin Williams one, right? Yeah. I've yeah. never
2: seen it. Oh my God, it's so amazingly good. Is it really? Oh, Paul Dooley plays Wimpy. And, <laughs> he you would know, be good at that. Yes. I can see
1: it in my head right now.
2: Spoiler alert. He'd pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today.
1: <laughs> I <I'd> believe it. <laughs> um, it's I think the only so thing
0: of, of note that Paul Dooley has done is being Sarge on all the Cars, um, <laughs> the Cars Kids movies. I'm just kidding, Brent. <laughs> but, but the disappointment on your face is, you know, is worth it. Mm-hmm.
2: So he, I most recently saw Paul Dooley on an episode of the Guest Book, and yeah, he's still going. He's like 92 and yeah, still going yeah. strong. Uh, so. This episode was like a year ago, so he, maybe in 90 or 91. When yeah, he exactly. Yeah. When he filmed it, but he was still knocking it out of the park.
0: Well, he had an episode, I think, on Modern Family earlier this year. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, assumably film sometime in 2019 and
2: yeah i mean it's solid as ever yeah paul dooley just the man (laughs) well i apologize for infuriating you it's fine but dude watch popeye it's so amazingly good like as far as musicals go i mean it's top notch
1: i didn't even realize it was a musical
2: oh it is yeah (laughs) um yeah (laughs) it's so good i'm really intrigued now (laughs) oh it's so amazingly good uh harry nielsen did the soundtrack so it's really good. Um, it's solid. It's it's probably my, f- I'm trying to think like where it ranks within Robin Williams movies. It's definitely in the top three. And I'm trying to decide like if I like it better. It like, was
1: one of his very first movies though, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like his first, like where he was like the lead. Yeah. Because um, I think Morgan Mindy was still on the air. Like I like Goodwill Hunting, but I don't know if that's just because of like how old I am and like when I saw it. Originally I, I love Goodwill Hunting. It but, was. Yeah.
1: A, I thought that was an excellent movie. So
2: um, I'm trying to think. It's probably my favorite Robin Williams movie. Like it's the Robin Williams movie I would most be excited to watch. Oh, okay. Because it's nothing but fun and merriment and singing and you know. Yeah,
1: I Shelley liked Duvall Good Morning around. Vietnam, but it was definitely not fun and merriment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like
2: that's a it's a funny movie in places but it's also just there's a lot of heavy lifting involved. yeah, yeah. Popeye there's no heavy lifting it's <laughs> such a good movie you know
0: Paul Dooley man yeah this is all leading up to a, a welcome to our new follower Popeye movie 73 uh, we're glad to have you aboard <laughs> <laughs>
2: like it's one of those things that like (laughs) like if you're if you're discussing like Robert Altman's best films Mm -hmm. it's like oh it's Nashville or MASH or The Long Goodbye but it's like you know those are all fine movies, but they're not Popeye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think that's a discussion you and I will ever have since I yeah. haven't seen any of those three movies, nor Popeye. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, 0
2: for 4 on your recently Robert Altman. I um, watched The Long Goodbye like a few weeks back. So it's still, like it was just the height of Elliot Gould's Elliot Gouldness. I think we were discussing
0: Elliot Gould just an episode or two back for some reason. Because I think I had just watched The Long Goodbye oh, a couple okay. days before. So, Anyways... Where were we on that before you?
1: Oh, uh, before I was scolded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
0: Brent earned our explicit rating for the episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> with this lashing out. <laughs> I
1: was I was pretty happy with that. I hate to say, it. I'm just say
2: Anybody uh, out there, you know, just watch Popeye. You know,
1: we are now such at the a res- good movie. <laughs> we are now at the reception. Uh, Dorothy and Blanche are now getting uh, nervous uh, because Rose and Isaac have not shown up yet. Uh, they both ask their respective dates to uh, get them a drink, and I think this is the last we see of them.
0: No, they, I think they ask them for a refresher on their drinks a little later on as well, yeah. I but I don't think they, they, do. they speak at all. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, I think they
2: tell the dates a second time to get them another oh, drink. yeah, or something. I don't think we see them again, because mm. um, after this, then they immediately go to the ladies' room. Um, I'm sorry, real quick. So I just had an epiphany. Sure. Um, so within Popeye, like Robin Williams is like constantly sort of muttering him to himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just realized like Elliot Gould does the same shtick in the long goodbye. Ah. Like they're sort of like spiritual cousins or whatever. (laughs) So I guess it is kind of Altman-esque, but it was one of those things that I never sort of put two and two together until just now.
0: How would you feel about it if you went back and watched the entire Altman Library and every one of them had a muttering person? and it? I was just thinking. I was like, <laughs>
2: I don't remember anybody sort of muttering to themselves in like Mash or um, the Player or you know Nashville. Um,
1: Turns out but, he was just a huge fan of Popeye all along, yeah, like yeah. From well, the cartoon like, back in the day.
2: Like he definitely has like like characters talking over one another. Mm-hmm. Like there's two people and then like a third person talking and they're all talking at the same time and you have to sort of piece together who you should be focused on at that moment. But yeah, the muttering to themselves, I think that's just a a Popeye slash long goodbye.
3: Hmm.
2: And maybe that's why I like both of them so much because I'm sort of a mutterer to myself on occasion.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot of people do think you're schizophrenic. So there is that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Well, yeah, they asked their their dates to give them drinks uh, Blanche then launches into a terrible scenario in which Isaac has kidnapped Rose and is uh, dragging her across state lines in a violent tirade. Yeah,
2: I mean, like we said earlier, <laughs> Blanche definitely has the Rose role <laughs> yes. in this episode.
1: And then, you know, she says, well, what, what, what should we do? And Dorothy calmly reminds her that, you know, they probably should have told Rose about the letters beforehand. Yeah. As she had planned. To, right. <laughs> or tried to do, at least. Um. We then see uh, Isaac and Rose coming into the uh, same room, kind uh, of just making small talk mm-hmm. about things. Isaac uh, ends uh, the conversation, telling Rose that yeah, he wants to be a uh, traffic reporter mm-hmm. and he wants the name Isaac Newton to be remembered. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy and Blanche. Go ahead. <laughs> Those things <that> I, <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't even. I don't. Whoever wrote this, I forget who it was. Terry, whatever. Um, It doesn't matter. Right. I don't think they were this clever.
1: Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman. Did I even say it? No, you did. You did.
2: Um, Because I remember it's like, oh, two Terrys were involved. Um, But... I don't know. like Isaac Newton. He's most famous for you know something falling out of the sky. <laughs> this guy wants to be like a helicopter traffic. That's true. I mean, right. That's like, a
1: very good association. God.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they were that clever though. <laughs> Probably not.
0: just so think it was uh, you that were clever enough to put those two <laughs> exactly. two completely unrelated references together? <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: Much as I tied together Popeye and the Long Goodbye. <laughs>
1: well, before telling her they wants to be a. Uh a uh, traffic uh, reporter. Yeah. He says he wants to be one of those brave men that soars yeah. above the sky <laughs> or above the planet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And she assumes astronaut. Yeah. And he corrects her and says, no, no, no.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, let's be honest, too. You know, he is not a young man. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> not, was <laughs> he in, like,
2: peak physical condition. Well, right, right, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and the, uh, moreover, the denouncement of being an astronaut, he, yeah. he tells her he doesn't like to pee in his own suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just...
2: I don't know. It's such a good performance by Paul Dooley. Mm-hmm. Um, every line, he just knocks it out of the park. And we're going to, obviously, we'll talk about him again when he pops up later. But, you know, it's definitely a high watermark for him. Definitely
0: better than the next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we do get a, a second helping of Paul Dooley. Oddly enough, in the same season, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. a little later on. Different character, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Uh, Dorsey and Blanche come right over and kind of butt into the conversation. Uh, Rose uh, says it's going great, and she wishes she'd called him sooner. Mm-hmm. To get Rose alone, the uh, Dorothy and I, uh, Dorothy asks Isaac to get them some champagne. So mm-hmm. that may be the other request for drink. I don't think they ever get the drinks. Oh, no, uh, no, Ellie. no. Oh, go ahead. The, yes. Yeah, they get. Them. Yeah, because Isaac brings back the drinks, but their dates are gone. He walks away, and Rose tells him that Isaac is, you know, so shy that he won't talk about you know, the letters or even anything about his citrus work. <laughs> I think she says the uh, pot, right? Right,
0: yeah, I think that's when she references that one.
1: Um, Dorothy tries to interject, but uh, Rose keeps talking. Isaac then returns and uh, with the champagne, and Rose asks him to go dance. Uh, we then hear Willie uh, chasing after uh, Sophia on the other side of the room. They've got their own uh, drama going on. They walk over to the snack table, and we find out uh, through their conversation that Willie it you know, was basically after Sophia because he thought, you know, that she was a uh, wealthy uh, mm-hmm. um, widow or, or widow rather, and uh, is then upset when he finds out that she is not, <laughs> and she sets him straight, and he meet, he pretty much immediately leaves her.
0: Well, in fairness, he doesn't really seem upset, but he's just like he just checks out. He's like, "All right, see it, ya, you," you know.
2: My regards to your family. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was the funniest.
2: It was. Like the funniest non-Paul Dooley line. Of the episode. It was
1: a, a polite way to say goodbye, but it was also like, yeah, screw you, I'm out of here. Well, yeah, but I
2: mean, it's one of those things that like if you're a 90-year-old gold digger, the clocks a ticking. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got to move I've on. I've wasted
1: how much time on this project? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: Uh, so then Isaac and Rose then come back into the room. Uh, and uh, Rose is clearly upset because, you know, he couldn't dance well, uh-huh. despite uh, the letters talking about how much he loved to dance. Uh-huh. But Isaac is clearly, you know, trying to apologize, and Rose is fed up. Uh, Blanche and Dorothy then jump in, and they admit to having uh-huh. written the letters uh, themselves, wanting to make her feel better, and that uh, they just haven't been able to find the right time to tell her all this. Uh-huh. Uh, Rose is noticeably stunned and embarrassed. Uh-huh. As she storms out of the room, and Isaac tells them that he's glad they cleared things up because he was starting to remember writing those letters. <laughs> Which is Yeah, weird. they
0: were like, what, what's that called? Like gaslighting yeah. Isaac? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I thought was also a great line.
2: Yeah. I wish he would have taken it one step further. It's like I was almost ready to move to Saskatchewan.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I should have uh, put
0: that in one more time. That would have been good. Yeah. Uh,
1: Dorothy and Blanche follow her to the... Uh, like it's kinda of elegant looking powder room. And uh, Rose has kind of then locked herself mm-hmm. into one of the individual bathroom. Kind of hard to
2: be elegant though when fifty percent of the shitters are broken. Yeah. Yeah. There's only two
1: rooms <laughs> with with uh, bathroom facilities, and one of them's out of service. Like it's it's crazy
2: because there's like you know I don't know eight hundred square feet in there, and then just I guess two tiny commodes. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like put in a couple extra commodes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need that much sitting room. Poor
1: poor allocation of space. Right. Exactly. Well, it it exactly. ends
0: up being like like the restroom is really a hangout um, mm-hmm. not for the yeah. actual use and yeah that's why yeah. i call
1: it a the powder room because I, yeah. I would guess that's well, what they it would didn't look even like have and... any other
0: facilities like to do the freshening up it's yeah, not like yeah. they had like a, a, a mirror table and beer yeah, yeah or anything like yeah. that it's just but, this giant sitting
2: room sitting room is probably a better word for it, yeah but it's like why are they, all those women lined up like why can't they just come on in and have a seat on the couch and do their right. business like yeah. why yeah is there... they've
1: got that fancy round couch in the exactly. middle of the room it's like oh, only three at a time in yeah. this
2: massive 1200 square foot room that <laughs> just got 400 square foot bigger in my mind
0: <laughs> well distance makes the i don't know heart grow fonder i don't know where i was going with that um Objects in your rear mirror may (laughs) be (laughs) larger.
2: So, because it gets further away, it gets bigger. (laughs) I'm
0: sure I can shoehorn something in there, but. uh...
2: I would love it if like when you're editing this podcast these podcasts you're just inserting your own zingers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Got well, him. How would you feel if you listen? And I was, but I was it was your zingers, but I was re yeah. recording myself saying them and just <laughs> over the top of yours. Like the
1: entire entire lines about like band history. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like It
0: takes me like three hours to edit every one of these episodes, and you realize just because I'm recording all the best parts of yours.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: I think I would be much more okay with that than if you were like dubbing in bad lines for me. Because <laughs> like, at least then it's like, oh, the good lines are getting out there. But if it's like, you know, joined by my friend Brent, it's like. Bazinga <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well let's say I'm not dubbing them But I just cut them So that yeah. it all sounds <laughs> exactly. Somehow I make it Like I cut your words together So you sound racist and ignorant <laughs> I mean kind of synonymous But still
3: yeah.
2: Racism and ignorance are synonymous Not Brent is synonymous with racism <laughs> Let's clear that up right now <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard Brent say anything that I would classify as racist, um, but ignorant. Ign- yeah, oh, sure, ignorant. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who among us? Well, you know, when Brent gets a euchre deck, cards in his hand, then the ignorance comes out. But <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, he's pretty, uh, pretty well spoken, dude.
1: <laughs> so as we as we established, uh, Rose kind of <laughs> booked it out of there. Don't their tomfoolery. <laughs> <laughs> And she
0: has. Uh, That's my,
2: like, I think probably my all time favorite Beastie Boys lyric features Tom Foolery. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's um, Tom Thumb, Tom Cushman, and Tom Foolery. I meet my women on TV with the help of Chuck Woolery.
1: <laughs> I like it. That is I don't an remember excellent remember that. Line. What yeah. song is that from?
2: Um, uh, hey, ladies.
1: Let's look that one up after I watch Popeye. <laughs> it's
2: really good. <laughs> they also have. um. They mentioned Sir Isaac Newton in one of their songs, and I almost mentioned that earlier, um, but I couldn't remember the Tom, the the Isaac Newton part. He goes like, um, expanding the horizons, expanding the parameters, expanding the rhymes of sucka MC amateurs, Sir somebody, Sir Isaac Newton, somebody. Like, I can't oh. remember the next line that actually mentions a Sir Isaac Newton. I think we should have just left it off with because you, you
0: did a masterful um, rendition of their use of tomfoolery and that oh. really
2: fell apart in your attempt at <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton. But.
1: Well, we got a few more minutes if you want to look it up. You no, know, nah, I'm
2: okay. I'm okay. I have to urinate really badly, so I'm just trying to get to the end. <laughs> well, we're, we're,
1: we're nearing the end here. I
2: know. I may let you guys do the cheesecake slices on your own while I go upstairs. <laughs>
0: hey, listen, there's a bottle right over there if you need to... And a pause button here if it really comes down to
2: it's it. It's like a fancy bottle, like like <laughs> something like your wife would drink out of. I'm not sure if I'm... Coming well, we're going to sell it on eBay because okay. she doesn't want it. So. <laughs> 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 would you empty first? <laughs> would you? I, it first? It depends on who you're selling it to.
0: Which would go for more, a bottle of urine or a, just a fancy bottle? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> But once they find out it was connected to this podcast... Oh, that's right, Clearly yeah. the
0: bottle of urine. Mm-hmm. We just have to find the right fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think At that point, it becomes a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if it's what the person wants, it's not a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead.
1: Back to it. Uh, Rose has secured herself in this uh, room within the giant uh, sitting room. And uh, they're asking her... Uh, Dorothy and uh, Blanche follow her behind, follow behind her and they're kind of pleading with her to come out and uh, and talk. Uh, Rose tells them that you know she's just very embarrassed and she feels very hurt. She tells them that what's worse than feeling embarrassed is the fact that you know she thought that uh, someone really took interest in her and liked her and uh, Isaac this pretend to Isaac made her feel good and that uh, she was special. Uh, they explain that you know she does have people in her life that you know Feel that way about her And it's the two of them Right Uh, She finally comes out Of the room And now the the room Full of ladies Which I don't even think We see it fill With uh, people Uh, They all clap For the trio Making up Uh, Rose said that was A pretty crazy thing For them to do But admits that It was kind of sweet Of them to try And make her happy
2: It does seem odd That like Within 90 seconds, you know, they ended up with, like, 10 ladies. Yeah, like at least. I think up.
0: probably closer to 20. Yeah, it was yeah. a large group. But and they all got in there silently, too, like <laughs> near a door creek or anything. totally empty yeah. <laughs> when
2: they arrived. Like, you think they would have arrived and there'd be 12 people in front of them
0: or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they would have had to wait that out before Rose could. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it definitely does cap the idea that uh, they have poorly used that area. Yeah. hmm <laughs> But uh, Blanche suggests that uh, after they give each other a, a big hug, maybe the reception
2: was a fundraiser for a second toilet. Could be. <laughs> maybe, to, yeah, to fix that one that's broken right now.
1: <laughs> maybe that door opens to like an entire area of toilets. Yeah, it could be. But uh, I think that, <laughs> <it's>
2: <laughs> that toilet's not really broken. That's where Blanche and Dorothy's men went to. <laughs> So, so, are you saying that, like, they were on well, the down low oh, and they're like, okay. oh, let's find a place where we can?
3: <laughs> so,
0: they happen to have an out of order sign with them. They slapped <laughs> it on the door and they're all like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a really nice women's room, so it is nice. You'd have to assume the bathroom itself was probably well maintained.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, be a good place. Maybe, maybe the, you know, the word powder room, anyway, yeah. has often been used for, you know. Yeah cocaine Alan. oh okay well, so maybe, you think maybe there may was, be somebody in there just <laughs>
0: taking a few bumps
2: maybe there's a unisex restroom
0: oh it could be well you know because they didn't really give paul or uh, isaac too much uh, mm-hmm. crap about coming into the at least yeah. the sitting room part of the restroom so yeah well they do be.
1: chase him out though but yeah it, that's true he comes in he, oh yeah he even we kind of missed out on that i don't think i wrote that down but uh there's a, a large as we mentioned a large couch in the middle of this uh, sitting room and uh, they say, hey, you know, it's the girl's restroom, basically. Mm-hmm. And he looks down at this giant couch and uh-huh. says, well, yeah, this place is fancy. How do you lift the lid? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think he says, I guess you have to stand back when you flush this thing. Which <laughs> I, I think that was my actual favorite line of the episode. It was kind of a stupid line, but I, I, his delivery of funny. it. Paul Dooley. yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, they, they have a big hug, and uh, y'all, you know, everybody that showed up silently claps for him. Blanche suggests that uh, they get back to the party and their dates, uh, and she says she wants Howard to get her tipsy and take advantage of her. Dorothy then reminds Blanche that Howard was her date. She replies with an "oops" and a little giggle, and then they all return to the room and fades out. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I thought it was a, an overall a good episode. I'm not a great episode, but a good one. Um, I, I feel like at least I know we're. Where at least one vote's going um, MVP, yeah, for MVP <laughs> Willie Chesterton, <laughs> <laughs> Paul Dooley. Eske, did uh, did you have who was your MVP for this episode?
1: Um, I think i to go Paul Dooley too. I think he put on a really great episode, like like performance. Yeah, well, great lines.
0: I definitely don't want to get a beat down, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Paul Dooley as Yay. well. Um, <laughs> in, in all honesty, I will say negatively. Good old I Isaac Newton. Well, I didn't feel like it was a great like there was none of the four mm-hmm. you know. Golden Girls really stood out in this episode. None were particularly bad, or you know, it was an average episode for the four of them. Mm -hmm. But and I'm usually I only like to give it to a guest actor if that actor is a major part of the show. Mm -hmm. And you know, Paul Dooley was only the last, you know, maybe third of the show. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but even so, he he did steal every scene he was in. Exactly. I
1: very nearly went with Dorothy because of those two times when she just gave the blank look Mm -hmm. to to. Blanche's comments. <laughs>
0: yeah, there were solid moments for all four. Um, but, mm-hmm. like I said, just none of them really yeah. shone above the rest. Yeah. So
2: It was just odd because, like, you know, Dorothy's key moments were just not saying anything. Right. You know, Blanche's key moments were acting like Rose. And then <laughs> Rose's key moments were just acting like Blanche, kind of.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think Rose, you know, she's the one who more often than not tends to get the MVP votes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know she was the MVP of season yeah. one. But this was definitely, if I had to pick the out of the four, the least mm-hmm. valuable of them rose probably would be, yeah, there yeah. in this one. And that's not to say I thought it was a bad episode. It just it's was ironic a weak though one because forward.
1: her name was in the title. Yeah.
0: Um, so how many slices of cheesecake did this one earn for you, Ski?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with five. Five. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I feel like I would give it five above, also. Above
1: average, but not like spectacular.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. How about you? Um, I'll give it six, just because an extra slice for Paul Dooley. Fair enough.
1: Did you have a favorite line? Did you already say it?
2: Um, pretty much everything he said, um, Paul Dooley said. Um, there was, what was the line? There was something, I forget. I, th- I think I mentioned it whenever it came up earlier. It was my favorite line. It was early, early in the episode. Gotcha. Um, as far as my favorite Golden's line. <laughs> So yeah, I, uh,
0: oh, and, and just for uh, what it's worth, I, I took a quick look over uh, Robert Altman's, um, you know, list of uh, You've movies he's seen directed. Gosford
2: Park, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I have not. Um, so yeah, that gives me zero. I've not seen a single Robert Altman movie, um, mm-hmm. at least unless there's something that I've seen a while back. And and in fairness, with Popeye, I didn't even realize this, but it came out in 1981, year after I was born. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's fairly understandable <laughs> that I would never have uh, happened to see that movie. But, you know, it's yeah. your recommendation worth uh, adding on the list.
2: It's still readily available to you. Well, yeah, and I And I think it's something the kids would like, too. Yeah, probably so. So,
0: Anyway, well, with that, uh, so that Brent can uh, evacuate his bladder, uh, <laughs> stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.